All right, good people, it's time for the word. This is Bishop Wayne Malcolm, the Business Bishop, and you are participating in the Hour of Power with the ICANN Community Church. Today's message is entitled, Mind Your Language. Mind Your Language. So I want you to look at your your neighbor, uh, which I'm assuming uh, in the current circumstance is a family member, and say, neighbor, mind your language. Mind your language. Of course, this is a term that we commonly use to uh, address uh, offensive or uh, abusive or aggressive uh, tones and words and language. Uh, that that people use when they are emotionally discombobulated and distressed. Uh, but I think today is a good day to declare war on all forms of abusive, uh, aggressive, and offensive language, particularly the language that we use uh, when we're talking uh, with ourselves. And so uh, we're going to have a blast today. Mind your language. One more time, mind your language. And I want you to just light up the chat box if you're already excited about today's session. Uh, I want you to send those fire emojis, those hearts. Make sure you have liked the stream overall. And there's still time to invite neighbors and friends to be part of this powerful session. So today, we are going to address four things. We're going to look, uh, number one, at uh, life and death, which is why your language is the life or death of your dreams. We'll look number two, at how your language determines your direction in life. Number three, we're going to look at how to generate self-control through language. And then finally, we're going to look at how to know where you will eventually end up, where you are going, all through the power of your language. So let's start with our scripture reading. And uh, the reading is from Proverbs 18, verse 21, which reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Wow, death and life are in the power of your tongue tongue that is in the power of your words in the power of the things that you say in the power of the things that you talk about both internally and externally it's in the power of your conversation and of your communication and so i've decided to translate this verse in the uh malcolm uh uh edition and uh here's my little translation which is really an interpretation of that passage. Here goes. Failure and success are linked to your language. Woo! Failure and success are linked to your language. Those who speak life will experience the best of it. Praise God. So this is a powerful lens upon our reading in Proverbs 18.21, which says death and life are in the power of the tongue. I've put it this way, failure and success are linked to your language. So if you want to succeed in life, uh, your job is to begin speaking 
manner consistent with the outcomes that you envisage and desire for your life. Uh, you certainly cannot be speaking failure and experiencing success. I'm going to say it again. You cannot be speaking failure and go on to experience success. Likewise, you cannot be consistently speaking success um, and stay in a dark place. Your words are have creative components, as we're going to discuss today, and they will create a way, an opportunity, a door, and you will eventually move on. So those who speak life will experience the best of it. Let's look at another passage here. It's Proverbs 6 and verse 2. It says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Wow, this is another powerful principle concerning the power of your language and why we need to mind our language. And it is because that our words can become a form of self-sabotage. And we can become our own worst enemy just by the words of our mouth. We can be trapped. We can be uh, stalled. We can be delayed. We can even be defeated just because of the language that we employ and the conversations in which we engage. And so uh, when you are sabotaging your own success, then it, it really doesn't matter what the uh, adversity or obstacles or opposition you are encountering in the real world, your worst enemy is the conversations that you're entertaining in your own mind and the language that you are using when you are in conversation with others. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Someone ought to be screaming in the chat box right now. So that's the scriptural basis for our discussion today. And uh, now we're going to take it to another level, because quite clearly from both readings, your words have power. Your words have power. One more time, your words have power. In fact, I want you to write in the chat box, my words have power. And they are, number one, the power to create, the power to create. Your conversations have creative components which bring to pass the things you constantly talk about. Your words have creative components which bring to pass the things you constantly talk about. So someone said, well, Bishop, uh, you know, how do you know that my words have creative components? Well, it's simple. You were made in the image and the likeness of God. And we know that God's word is the source and the creator of everything that exists. Uh, the universe came out God's conversation. It came out of God's word. And he has made you and me in his likeness and after his image. And this means that as God-like beings, we have creative capacities in our words. So your words have the power to create. Your conversations um, have these creative components and they will bring to pass the things that you consistently talk about, the things you constantly talk about. The dominant content of your conversation is going to manifest itself in your life. 
Number two, your words have power to direct. Your conversations are determining your direction in life. Your direction is revealed by the general content of your conversations. I'm going to say that again. Conversations are determining your direction in life. Wow. This means that we can tell where you're going and we can ultimately tell where you're going to end up by simply listening to you for any length of time uh, and discovering what is the general or dominant content of your conversation. If you are speaking failure and defeat, if you're speaking pain and your past, if you're speaking about problems and you're speaking about people, then that's an indicator as to where your life is going. You are moving in a particular direction through the power of your words. Number three is that your words have power to position you. Okay, your conversations determine your outcomes in life. Success or failure are linked to your language. So this simply means that where you end up, your ultimate destination is going to be a reflection of your internal and external communication, your conversation. What is the dominant content of the conversation is ultimately going to position you. Even when it comes to promotion, let's say in the workplace, in the marketplace, on a professional level, uh, you are being assessed and you are being examined and you are being qualified by the content of your conversation and by the language that you use. And, in, and that's why, you know, when we apply for a job, we're brought into an interview. Because the interviewers know and uh, the business owners know that what you write on paper about yourself is only a partial glimpse into who you are. But when we actually meet you and engage you in conversation, that's when we're going to get a full picture of your personality, your character, your capacity to be a team player. We're going to figure out uh, how you think. Uh, how you respond. And so they're going to throw questions at you and they're going to wait for those answers and study those answers carefully uh, because ultimately your language and your words have the power to position you. Somebody scream in the chat box. Now we go over to the fourth uh, aspect of your words having power. Your words have the power to elicit and here's what we mean. Conversations are known to elicit emotional states, emotional states, energy, enthusiasm, excitement cannot appear in a negative conversation. And we'll say it again. Energy, enthusiasm, excitement cannot appear in a negative conversation. Why? Because our words have the power to elicit a particular state. So there are words that I could use right now, and if I and, and, and if I if I simply uh, uh, said a word, then you can just begin to examine uh, your state. You know, if I said coronavirus, well, and you think about that word, then that's going to elicit in you a particular state. If I use the word opportunity, well, um, that word, uh, if you think about it, will elicit a particular state. It will do it for you. It will do it for me. So if you want to, if you want to find energy, if you want to find enthusiasm, if you want to be excited again, if you want to feel, uh, you know, uh, in control again, if you want to feel like you have a future, then you need to engage in conversations that that speak into that space, because the more you engage in those conversations, 
is the more you will elicit your most resourceful states, you will elicit the energy, the enthusiasm, and the excitement that you need to continue. In summary, your words have power, power to create, power to direct, power to position, and power to elicit the best emotional states. So let's look at another passage of scripture today, James 3 verses 4 to 5, where it likens the tongue to the helm of a ship. James likens your words, your language, your conversation to the helm of a ship. He says, Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Wow. So now what James is doing is he is, he is comparing the tongue to something small that has a massive effect on everything else in your life. He is comparing your words uh, with the helm of a ship. So the ship is a huge construction and it's driven by fierce winds and yet its direction is determined by a helm, and the captain of the ship can control the helm and decide which direction this ship is going to go in, even though it is a huge thing. So when you look at your life, your life is huge. It's complex. There are so many facets, aspects, and, and parts of your life, including your personal life, your domestic life, your working life, your financial life, your social life, your health and, and wellness, your state of mind. Uh, there are so many facets and components to your life, and yet uh, your overall direction is being controlled by something quite small. It's being controlled by your tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. And you can determine the direction of your life with all of its complexities by simply directing your conversation in the way that you want to go. He goes on to say, how great a matter a little fire kindles. In other words, the greatest of forest fires are always started by one spark, by one flame. So, the, so that flame is your word. And this is a very powerful principle from the scriptures. Let's go on to look at another verse. It's James 3 verses 2 to 3. Another passage. It reads, If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man or a mature man, and able also to bridle the whole body, Wow, this is really quite profound because the suggestion here is that if you can control your tongue, then there is no aspect of your life that you cannot control. Uh, if you can control your tongue, then there is no aspect of your life that you cannot control. When it comes to self-control and discipline and making yourself do the things that you need to do in order to get the results that you desperately want to get, uh, then remember that if you can control your words, then you can control everything else and you can exercise discipline in every other area of your life. 
because your words have the power to direct, to create, to elicit. Your words have so much power. And so rather than trying to control everything, let's start by simply controlling our words. Let's start by simply minding our language. He goes on to say, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. In other words, you know, a horse is a huge beast, a muscular beast, much more powerful than a, than a human being. And yet a human being can control a horse, use a horse, and, uh, you know, uh, employ the horse uh, in his service by simply controlling the mouth. We put the bit in the mouth, and wherever we turn the mouth, the horse goes. Wherever we turn the mouth, uh, the horse is directed. By turning the mouth, we turn the focus. By turning the mouth, we turn the flow of energy. By turning the mouth, we change direction. And this is why God often referred to Israel as a stiff-necked people. You know, at, at times of, of national rebellion against God uh, in the Old Testament, the prophets would, would say that you are stiff-necked people. And the stiff neck is, uh, is, again, a reference to the horse, that when you turn that bit, you, you turn the bridle and you attempt to turn the horse and the horse rebels, the horse stiffens its neck. And this was God saying, look, I'm trying to turn you in a particular direction, but you keep rebelling against that direction. The overall lesson here is that you can control the direction of big things by something small. And typically it is the mouth. It is the tongue. It is the words. It is the language. It is the conversation. Woo. So, you know, in my translation, here's what it says. Your life goes where your language flows. Woo! Your life is going where your language is flowing. To change direction, you must change your conversation. So there's a lot of people who are trying to change direction but haven't changed the conversation. And this is called internal conflict. You're trying to go in a direction and your conversation is going in the opposite direction. You're trying to go in the direction of success, but you're still speaking failure. You're trying to find healing, but you're still speaking disease. You are trying to find love, but you're still speaking rejection. You are trying to go in a direction that your conversation is moving in the opposite direction. So here's the lesson for today. To change your direction, you must change your conversation. This means you must mind your language. And when you catch yourself engaging in negativity, you catch yourself engaging in in, in def, uh, self-defeating and self-sabotaging conversation, whether it's an internal dialogue or an external conversation with negative minds and negative ideas, you have to say, hold on a second, this is abusive, this is offensive uh, language, and Bishop said, mind your language. And so this is really an important key. Now, let's take it to, to its, uh, its next level. As we start, as we start to conclude. So I want to talk about direction 
And I want to tell you how you can know that your life is moving in the wrong direction. And remember, your direction determines your destination. Uh, you know, your life is going where your language is flowing. Uh, remember that ultimately, the your direction um, is is a prophecy of the outcomes of your life. It is predicting. It is indicating where you're going to end up. So you will always know if you're going in the wrong direction if your conversation is predominantly about number one, the past. The past. Now, it is okay to reframe and rename episodes in your past. Okay? So I think it's important to not forget your victories. It's not it's important to not forget your your testimony. It's important to not forget how God brought you out, how he brought you over, how he brought you through. It's very important that you remember the interventions of God in your life. And it's very important that you look back at the most painful episodes in your life and reframe them and rename them so that you can have peace with them and be able to move on. However, if you are doing it too much, okay, if you are too much in your past fixing things that you cannot change, uh, if you're too much in your past even reminiscing over the good times to where you are, you know, convinced that your greatest days were behind you, then this will serve to obscure your future. It will serve to obscure your future. So moderation is very important here. If you your conversation is dominantly about the past, whether it was the good days or the bad days, you are moving in the wrong direction. Number two, top right, your pains. So we've all been hurt. Yes, believe it or not, you are not the only person who has been hurt. Believe it or not, you are not the only person who's been let down, uh, abandoned, betrayed, uh, uh, insulted, assaulted. Uh, you know, you are not the only person that has been hurt. But if this is the common denominator in your typical conversation, then guess what? More pain is on the way. So, you know, you meet some people and and as you get into conversation, the dominant theme is is how people hurt them, how people abandoned them, how people rejected them, how people left them for dead, uh, how people sabotaged them, lied on them, criticized them, uh, you know, all the bad things that have happened and all the pain that you feel. Well, guess what? This is an indicator that you're that you're moving in the direction of even more pain because your words have creative components and they are bringing to pass the things that you consistently talk about. Number three is problems. So we all have problems, believe it or not, even those who look like they don't have any problems. I think one of our challenges in the modern world is that we are we are judging people based upon an avatar that they have created through social media. And we are deciding that people are, are better than us, uh, better off than us, doing 
more than us, don't have any problems based on their presentation in social media. Well, the presentation in social media is a movie. It's scripted, it's produced, it's rehearsed, uh, it, it's, 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 it's cut and recut, and um, it's not the truth of a human being's experience. People have problems. Uh, the super rich have problems and the poor have problems and uh, uh, men have problems and women have problems and couples have problems and singles have problems and, and, and ethnicities have problems. Everyone has problems, but these should be reframed, renamed and put in perspective. Problems should be reframed, renamed, and put into perspective because if the dominant content of your conversation is your problems, then this is an indicator that you are moving in the wrong direction. Finally, bottom right is people. If the dominant content of your conversation is other people, uh, guess what? You cannot win in life. Okay, so let me explain that. People who talk about people, in bracket gossipers, are going nowhere in life. Why? Because you cannot attract what you attack. So, you know, there are haters out there um, who, who will find something negative in every positive. They're critics, and they criticize people who are trying uh, to do something with their life or with their gifts. They thrive on scandal or on rumor. Uh, every rumor for them is a fact worth broadcasting, worth discussing. It excites them that someone else is failing, someone else is falling, someone else has made a mistake. And the reason it excites them uh, is fundamentally a deep-rooted insecurity. A what? A deep-rooted insecurity, a deeply held belief that they themselves are not enough. And therefore, when they see others moving ahead or moving on, their plan for getting on top of that is to simply drag everyone else beneath themselves. So they don't believe uh, that others are trying or that they have sincere motives, or that they are winning. They would rather believe you're lying. There's a trick. There's there's something wrong. I knew there was something wrong. And then you become a gossiper. Now, you might not be the source of the gossip. You may be one that is entertained by the conversations. So here you are in conversations regularly, could be with a bestie, a best friend. It could just be your general social circle. But here you are entertaining negativity about other people. And the truth is that you're going nowhere with your life because your conversation has has prohibited your progress. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. You are trapped in your in the construct of your own conversation. You cannot attract what you attack. You cannot attract what you attack. You know, if someone's doing well, bless them in the name of Jesus. Um, because one day you want to do well. And if you are attacking people that are doing well, then guess what? You are you cannot attract that 
level of success. Well, I think that was enough on the wrong direction. I'm praying today that if, you, if you've identified that through your conversation you've been moving in the wrong direction, then I am praying that you will turn today and begin moving in the right direction. How do you know you're moving in the right direction? Well, your conversations reveal the direction of your travel. And so the right direction is conversation that's that's predominantly focused on, number one, the future. Talking about the future uh, that you desire in a typical conversation will serve to create the future you desire. If you talk often about the future you desire, your, your conversation has creative components and it will create opportunities and ideas for manifesting your, your intention. Number two is faith. Exploring your faith, your convictions, your values, and your goals will set you on the path to achieving those goals. Number three is, your, is opportunity. You know, people who, who are moving in the direction of their dreams, they talk about the opportunity that is before them more than they do about the obstacles that are in front of them. They choose to focus on the open door rather than on the many adversaries that are trying to prevent them uh, from going through it. There is an opportunity even in your crisis. Choose to focus on the goodness of God and the opportunity you have. There is an opportunity even in your crisis. Choose to focus on the goodness of God and the opportunity you have. And finally, people who are winning and people who are destined to win will talk predominantly about the project. Your project is fueled by conversational energies and states. You know, the project for you could have been to write a book. Maybe before the lockdown, you were going to write a book. You were going to uh, 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 record a song. You were going to uh, birth uh, a business idea, a home-based business. You were going to start an outreach. You were going to, uh, you know, create a service to intervene and support and to help uh, vulnerable people. There were things you were going to do with your life. This was your project. But guess what? Your project is fueled by conversational energies and states. Remember, your conversation has the power to elicit a state. And, you know, you cannot be speaking negativity, defeat, pain, problems, gossiping about people, and then find the energy to carry on with your project. You're going to have to get into a new circle of friends. You're going to have to get into a new center of conversation that actually energizes you to go ahead with your project and fulfill it and bring it to pass. Re-energize your projects with creative conversations. Wow and wow. You know, I think God is calling us all to mind our language today and to begin setting our lives on course towards the victory, the success, the increase, the promotion, the overflow that we've talked about, we've prayed about, we've even dreamed about. It's time to start moving in that direction. It's time to start taking baby steps in the direction of our big dreams. It's time to begin to make incremental progress towards your monumental goal. It is time to begin to imagine and reimagine, to invent and to reinvent your life and your future. And I am grateful that it is the power and the presence of Christ 
that gives me that that belief, that hope, that strength, that courage, that confidence, and that conviction. And so before I close today, I want to pray with all of us concerning our language. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in the mighty and magnificent name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray for every person under the hearing of this word today. And we pray that we will never be snared by the words of our mouth. We will never be taken, sabotaged, defeated, stopped, or blocked by our own internal and external conversations. Father, it is written that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And as I've translated it for your people today, that failure and success are linked to your language. We pray, Father, that we will make this commitment today to begin to speak about our future, to begin to speak about our faith. Hallelujah. To begin to speak about our opportunities and begin to speak glory to God about our projects that you've birthed in our hearts. We're praying, Father, that our words will become uh, a source of strength and power to elicit the very best emotional states and that we as a people will emerge from this chapter of human history as much greater, that our latter will be greater. And Father, we declare that the best is yet to come and that our best days are ahead of us. And Father, I pray for any person watching, participating in this hour of power that has not yet come to know you as Lord and Savior. We pray that this will be the day of their decision. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. And all the people said, Amen and Amen. You've been listening to a live sermon at ICANN Community Church. We hope that you feel inspired, informed, and empowered to take your life to the next level. We want to build a relationship with you, whether you attend ICC or not. Of course, we would love for you to visit or even to join. But if that's not possible, we can still stay in touch. Go to our website at www.icancommunitychurch.com and subscribe to our mailing list for updates on special events which may be coming to an area near you. Until next time, this is Bishop Wayne Malcolm saying God bless you.